please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. everyone welcome to the vagabond exchange podcasting from a dining room somewhere in nashville tennessee are emily and william hi emily happy father's day happy faja's day did you call your father and tell him happy no. father's day no you did one better i took my dad to lunch yesterday for father's day you're a nice fella yeah well did you call your dad i did all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> and thus concludes this podcast. How was your weekend? Um, pretty lazy. That's good. Yeah. We have a big weekend coming up next we weekend. So we do. Taking it easy this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Is it bad that I get tired just thinking about next weekend? It's going to be a fun. It will be But fun. exhausting weekend. Yes, I will. We almost need to take Monday off just to recover. We should. Yeah. Want to? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we do get the following Monday off. That's because true. Because of 4th of July. Yep. Which is going to be super exciting. Mm. Um, for those of you who aren't from Nashville, it's approximately 742 degrees outside right now. Yep. Um, With a humidity of 8,063%. It's horrible. It feels like you're standing on the sun. Sometimes we look at the weather in other places, like San Francisco and our favorite places, Mm -hmm. Seattle and Toronto, just Mm -hmm. to... And then we cry ourselves to sleep. Yeah, because we wish we could be there, or at least have that weather. Yes. Yeah. Or wish we could be be there. there. (laughs) (laughs) We wish we could have those cities come and be here. Yeah. So we didn't have to move. Exactly. Hassle of packing. Or we wish we had millions millions of dollars so we could move. Yes. And it wouldn't be such a hassle. We would just get people to move us. Right. Yeah. So if you'd like to sign up to move us, you can submit your application to vagabondexchange at gmail.com. Pay is negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, perks include the company of Emily and William. That's right. And maybe a burger. And a, and a kitty cat. A kid, yes, a kitty cat. Baby cat. Yep. Where is that baby cat? I feel like he's going to make a, an appearance. I'm he's sure he will. squirrely today. He's kind of hungry. <sighs> wah, wah, wah. Yep. So, so, what else? Um, not much. Oh, you, uh, I, you were telling me you had a, a very interesting yes, tale to I do tell. have an interesting tale, and it's kind of funny. So yesterday, I decided to stop by a certain retail establishment, which I will not divulge as I don't like that I shop here, but I have to shop there because they have good deals. It's a store that specializes in in selling designer items that don't sell at designer stores. It's like a kind of like a TJ Maxx, but Mm. not TJ Maxx. Okay. But you can't. I don't want to divulge. Why not? I Are just, you ashamed? You don't want I'm a little bit ashamed. Seattle yes. Joe to know you no, go I don't to the know. 99 cents. <laughs> yes, basically. 
So anyway, I'm at said establishment, and I had loaded up because I was kind of excited at the... It's one of those places where you have to really, like, dig through piles of clothes. Mm-hmm. But I found a lot of stuff, so I was really excited. So I go to the fitting rooms, and the fitting rooms aren't that of, like, Macy's. You know, like, they're kind of in the middle of the store. The doors are only... The doors have about a three-foot gap at the bottom of them, so you're... Not a three-foot kind of gap, exposed. but, like, a two-foot gap. Okay. Yeah. So I go in, and I close the door, and as I'm, like disrobing i can hear a woman who's shouting at her kid in what appears to me to be like an asian dialect so you know i'm I'm whatever there's it's very noisy in there there's lots of traffic whatever Mm -hmm. so i'm basically stripped down to my bra and panties at this point well i had tried on a dress and the dress like the the top of the dress had kind of a crisscross where if you're not wearing a certain kind of bra it doesn't look it doesn't look the way it should fit. Like, you really have to have your boobs kind of up and out. And I had mine sort of in a bra that minimized them. So I take off my bra, I put the dress back on, and I had pulled the top down so I could kind of arrange my boobs in the dress. So they would, because I wanted to see how it would really fit, right? right. So I you can hear this, like, you know, I hear these kids, I hear this mom, I hear these kids. All of a sudden, and I bent over doing this, kind of like in front of the mirror so I can kind of see where things need to go for the dress to fit properly. So I'm bent over almost all the way at the waist. Okay. So, <laughs> so like, I'm looking down, and all of a sudden I see this little matchbox car come rolling under, <laughs> the, under the door. And before I even have time to reach down and grab it, a little kid's arm and head pop under the door. He turns and looks at me. And keep in mind, my boobs are not for the faint of heart. Like... They're, they're, uh, they're rather ubiquitous, especially if I'm bent down. Mm-hmm. Like So, like, literally he looked up and saw, like, gigantic nipples coming towards his face. And it's far too, too like, <laughs> too young and impressionable for that to happen to him. So he, <laughs> he grabs his car, but he starts crying. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't get, like, the dress on quick enough. I can't undo what I, what has happened. Right. And, like, I just see him, like, being pulled out from under the door. The oh. mom, like, yelling at him. And so I still had, like, a ton of stuff to try on. So I'm, like, finishing it up or whatever. But I opened the door, and she was, like, waiting for me to come out. And she apologized profusely. I had trouble understanding her. I was like, it's okay. You know, he's little. Like, I was trying to explain, like, it's okay. And I think I offended her, like, more than what already happened. The kid's still, like, sobbing when I come out. And, like, the sight of me just made him, like, cry harder. She had him, like, strapped in a stroller by then. So, yeah, I caused some woman to have to invest a bunch of therapy for her three-year-old because he saw my naked breasts in a Why was she more upset when you were like, it's okay, it's okay? Because I don't think she understood what I was telling her. Because oh. I was like, oh, you know. It's, I, I'm I, into that. Don't right, worry about it. <laughs> right. I think that's what she thought I was saying. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was gesturing, like trying to smooth it over, which I should have just been gracious and been like, okay, thanks. But I wanted to like... So she didn't speak English? Not very well, no, no. So? So. It would have been cool if you walked out and that kid just kind of winked at you. (laughs) (laughs) No, he started screaming, crying, because he was scared by the giant bosoms. (laughs) (laughs) His mom is probably, was she like a petite little, so he's never seen anything like that. (laughs) I hope not. Poor thing. Mm -hmm. So that was my funny story. That's good. So the moral of that story is um, 
What is the moral? You didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong, but I felt bad. Like I felt, I felt bad for the kid. Like he didn't expect that. No, at least you didn't like bop him on the top of the face. <laughs> as you well, and I like I was reaching for the car to like push it out because I was like, okay, you know, right. I'll just scoot it back out to him. But it was like he must have been right at the door's edge because it was like as soon as the car came through, it was like hand head. He turned and <laughs> there I was bent yeah. over. Mm. So that was my story. Lucky kid, he may not see boobs like that for another twenty years. <laughs> That's right. It's a story he can go tell his friends. Speaking of speaking of hands reaching in, it reminds me of something. When I was a kid, I went to the movies with a bunch of other kids, mm-hmm. and I had some juju, juju, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm meeting them, and a bunch of them, their kids sitting behind me. A bunch of them drop out of my hand and hit the theater floor. Right. So I look down, and I see this hand come from under my seat, <laughs> grab the candy, and just kind of retract back. And I turn around very quickly, and I go, hey, did you eat that candy? And he's like, no. Was it one of your friends? Yeah. She had a mouthful of theater floor candy. Did he have hepatitis B the next Uh, day? Well, I don't know, but. That's yucky. That is yucky. But funny. I can see little kids doing that. Yeah. They don't know how disgusting things are. Yeah. Yuck. Yes. So it was a very interesting afternoon. Yeah. It is funny. What if it had been a grown man's car? <laughs> sorry. Hey. Oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. That's just his way of... Right, exactly. He He's takes cars car. in the women's fitting oh, rooms. Oh, sorry, my son. Room. Oops. <laughs> Don't do that anymore, Junior. <laughs> he starts crying. That's not... Yeah, exactly. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> So, oh, the other thing that we did yesterday was we saw a movie. We did see a movie. Should we talk about that one or do you want to talk about the one we saw before that so we follow a chronological order? Uh, Having a problem there? No, just uh, (laughs) adjusting. Sweaty out. (laughs) We saw, well, yeah, we can start with the movie we saw on Thursday. I don't remember what it was. We saw The Karate Kid. We did see The Karate Kid, which stars Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Smith. I kept thinking through the whole movie, is it Jaden Pinkett Smith? Did they give him both last names? No. But it's just Jaden Smith. And Taraji P. Henson. Yes, who I love. I know. And some other people. Yeah, a little... Girl, yeah, new on the scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Um, in the Karate Kid, if you have never heard of the plot or the movie before, it's basically along the same lines as the Karate Kid that came out in like what eighty six or something. Eighty four. We'll have to look that up. I think it was like eighty four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, But it's about a an American uh, son and mother. That get transferred from Detroit mm-hmm. to... It's very rainy and depressing. <laughs> of course. And I was thinking that in the movie. I'm like, another movie that's going to show Detroit in like it's this... a shithole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this family that gets trans- transferred to Beijing for her job. Right. And the son has trouble acclimating to his new life. Meets up with 
the man who is the maintenance man for his mother's apartment complex who turns out to be a kung fu expert and trains him to ultimately to fight some bullies who go to his schools who have been torturing him since he started there right teaches him some life lessons along the way that's right right Mm -hmm. so what did you think um, it was about what I expected. It was very entertaining, mm-hmm. a little bit long. It's like yes. almost two hours long, which... I thought it was over two hours. It I could it have been. it was 140 minutes. Oh, was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. But we yeah, will have to see about It was that. a little bit long, but Jaden Smith uh, does very well at carrying the movie because yes. the movie's pretty much on his shoulders. Yes. Um, Jackie Chan, you're used to seeing this kind of um, silly kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he's kung fu expert, but he's always a little bit goofy in movies. Right. And he kind of, there was a serious turn with this one. Yes. Um, so I thought he, he did it well. He's picking up where Pat Morita, where Pat yes. Morita was in the original. Mr. Played, Miyagi. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi. So he had some pretty big shoes to fill. And mm-hmm. I think he did it well. But I liked that they didn't, I liked that both uh what's his name in the movie now because it was daniel no it was um dre dre i like that they didn't just it wasn't a daniel and mr miyagi like these they kind of had their own thing going and they mr han who plays who's played by jackie chan wasn't he wasn't trying to be mr miyagi because mr miyagi was a little more like a little stiffer more wise cracking yeah dry right whereas Mr. Han was a little more somber. and Yeah. Jackie Chan, he's still funny, but there's like a, a crying scene in yeah, there. And yeah. So it was different. Yeah. I actually didn't... I liked it, too. It was too long. Um, it was cute. You know, and I thought it was good for, like, kids. Right. Um, not babies to the woman who decided to bring her baby to the movie, <laughs> but to kids, like, nine, ten, whatever. Yeah. Pre-teens. Um, and, yeah, I like the Jackie Chan character. I thought he was good. And I thought Jaden Smith did a really good job. Yeah, First of all, that kid's adorable, and he's going to be breaking some hearts in about mm, 15 minutes. Yeah. And the girl who plays the little crush that he the has, love. Yeah, she was good, too. Yeah. With the little kids, like, wisecracking and stuff, you always, you're in danger of them being too much of a smart ass where right. you don't like the kid you find him annoying or right but he he would step up to that line but he never crossed it no so you know i always like them throughout the movie because there's so many movies now like kick ass and stuff like that where the kids are so overly like precocious yeah he's not he was funny without being disrespectful right um so yeah karate kid enjoyable summer flick yeah it's made a ton of money so far yep so it's I, got there were some cool fight scenes like I don't know what the camera trick was where they would like speed it up. Or well, whatever. that's the benefit that this movie had over the Karate Kid is that it's more stylized because it has the influence of like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon right. and The Matrix because you see like there's scenes where they're like jumping over fences and stuff. And it's it's almost to the point of being unbelievable, but mm-hmm. they kind of, you know, pull it back a little bit like Crouching Tiger. It's like. That yeah, yeah yeah it's fascinating to watch but it's not believable right but you can definitely see like where they've been back and stuff in this movie it's like the matrix mm-hmm. and you know the influences right yeah, you can see that but yeah. it was I thought it was cool it wasn't I didn't think it was like you like you said I didn't think it was unbelievable right but it was just cool like 
because I feel like that's really how quickly those kinds of things happen. Right. You know yeah, the mean? fight fight scenes were really good. Yeah. And there, there's a scene where Jackie Chan fights a bunch of kids, and you kind of wonder, you know, you got to be careful with that. You don't right. want a grown man hitting kids. Right. But the way they do it. He doesn't. Right. Yeah. It's very cool. That was cool. So, so what, what would you give this movie? I'd give it a seven and a half. That's what I was thinking. Copier. Let's see what IMDb says. Want to? Sure. Okay. Came in number two this week. All right. It was number one last week, wasn't it? Ooh. 5.4. Wah, wah. Hmm. That's too bad. Yeah. But. Still made pretty good money, didn't it? I think so. Didn't it? Didn't it? I wonder why people are giving it such a now, low rating. Uh, help me with something here. Karate is different than Kung Fu, right? Right. Okay. But if you said the Kung Fu Kid, I don't know if... It's it already made like, $106 million. Whatever, Kung Fu Kid, you're crazy. It made $106 million in two weeks. Toy Story huh. 3 made $109 million in, in one, one weekend. Week. That's crazy. That is Are crazy. Are we going to see Toy Story 3? I guess. You don't want to? No, I do. I, I just say it like that. I haven't seen the first two in a, a long time. Oh. oh, I was like, what? You haven't seen a movie? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. You're like, hmm. Let's see when the... Uh, first one came out? Yeah. With my boyfriend. 84. Good job. Yeah. So actually it says, AKA the Kung Fu Kid. See? That's the international title. Huh. Best Kid. Best <laughs> Nobody kid. would go see that. Or Le Moment... The Verity in Canada. Hmm. No. So, do you think they'll have uh, sequels to this one? I hope so. I kind of would like Jaden Smith to have a little franchise going. Yeah? Yeah. He's a cutie. And he, the other thing I was going to say is it was, it's interesting to see all the mannerisms that he has that are reminiscent of Will Smith. Right. He really hit, he's really like his dad. He looks like him. He kind of carries it. He has his, the same kind of gait that Will Smith has. Yeah. And, and I, I imagine, or his parents, Will and Jada Pinkett, were mm-hmm. uh, producers on this film. Yeah. So I imagine that's why we haven't seen Will Smith in a while. So hopefully he's done with that and he yeah. can come back because I miss him. Do you? Yeah. He's your boyfriend. Yeah. Gosh, he was born in 1998. <laughs> That's depressing. He's already starring in multi-million dollar exactly. pictures. He has more money than I do. I was at a college in 1998. I was... And making nowhere near what this kid's probably making. I was a junior in high school. No. So he'll be 12 in a few weeks. He's the brother of Willow Smith. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for driving by in your motorcycle. Okay. So, yeah, we saw that movie. Mm-hmm. And then we saw something else, too, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> Yesterday we saw Please Give. Yes, we did see Please Give, which stars Katherine Keener and Oliver Platt, Amanda Peet, and the girl, we'll have to look up her name, the yeah. girl who plays the daughter. She was also in Spanglish. Yes, she was. And then uh, the next door neighbor, the old lady in her... Yeah, I don't Granddaughter. know what her name was either. Yeah. Um, but basically, Please Give is about... Uh, I don't really know how to summarize this. Um, it's about a woman who um, is sort of in the business of collecting dead people's stuff. 
Um, so she goes in and sort of buys from deceased people's relatives. And then she and her husband own like a consignment store of sorts where they sell the cool items that they find at, at the these people's homes um, for a lot of money. Yep. And sort of as part of the story, they live next door to an old woman whose, house, whose apartment they've purchased with the hopes of remodeling theirs once she passes away. And this woman has a daughter who, or a granddaughter who takes care of her and her sister who kind of doesn't want to take care of her but shows up to be... Begrudgingly. Right, right. Very sarcastic and put upon. Um, And Oliver Platt, who plays Catherine Keener's husband, um, sort of has an interesting role in the movie. Um, And there's also a little bit about the relationship with the daughter. Right. Um, And Catherine Keener also has a tendency to... She's kind of a... I don't know. I don't know really how I could put my finger on it. But she, she seems to have a bit of a guilt complex. Yes, thank you, thank you. And tries to uh, compensate for it right. by giving lots of money to homeless people right. and crying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think after uh, that wonderful synopsis? Um, I went in expecting something. I don't know something a little bit more upbeat. It's a maybe slightly like something that gave me a little bit of hope mm-hmm. at the end, mm-hmm. which it didn't. And it was a bit, it was depressing. And anytime I walk out of the movie and I didn't love any of the characters, I mean, right. the acting was fine. It's just I wasn't endeared to any of the characters. Even maybe the daughter a little bit. That's what I was going to say. Um, and and the, the granddaughter. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's a. Um, uh, boyfriend that yes. kind of comes in. Thomas Ian Nicholas. He was yeah. the other one I forgot to mention from Rookie of the Year. Oh, I'm thinking uh, American Pie. Oh, yeah. He was in that, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so. But he disappeared for a while. Yeah. When I saw his name flash across the screen before the movie started, I was like, the return of Thomas Ian Nicholas? <laughs> really? So, I, I guess there were a couple of characters that I, I, I did enjoy. But the movie overall just kind of left me feeling a little bit flat. Yes, agreed. And the last scene was kind of emotional. So I was welling up a bit, thinking, okay, like, maybe this will be a turning point, but then it ends. Right. So it sort of leaves you, like, uh, like takes your breath away for a second. Right. Well, so, I, keep, I kept waiting for that turning point. Right. Where, you know, she has some kind of revelation. Where somebody. Somebody, yeah. yeah. Not only her, but the Oliver Platt character. Yep. I mean, they come to decisions during the movie, but they're not really driven by anything. They're and they're just, not, yeah, they're not really profound other than like a lack of that option existing anymore. Right. You know, it's not, it's like the decision kind of gets made for them. Right. And that was, but I guess that I was, I've been thinking about this movie ever since we saw it. And there's a part of me that's like, that's kind of how life works sometimes, you know? It is, but it doesn't work that well on uh, On film. Right, right. And so that's why I was like, this actually is probably more true to life as to how people sort of get through things and and that you don't really resolve a lot of stuff that is happening to you or that you're going through or that you're you're plagued by. Right. But you're right. It doesn't... Doesn't play well on the big screen. Does not a good movie that make. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to make another Blind Side where it's just like, <laughs> right. oh, geez. But everybody it, resolves it and right. blesses their hearts. They're all millionaires yeah. at the end. Right. But, <laughs> right. 
but do something to inspire me, I guess. And we were talking about Amanda Peet, and I kind of mentioned that she has to be careful about playing these bitchy roles all the time. Yes, yes. Because that's what I'm used to seeing her doing. Right. But, you know, but when she's in movies like Syriana, I'm like, okay. Right. She's kind of the put-upon mom in that movie. I like her in that, but I liked her in this. It's just she does it so often. I'll send her a note. All right. William says you should stop being such a bitch. Yeah. So anyway. Just kidding. So yeah, I'd give that like a six. I'd give it a... 6.2, maybe. Yeah, 6.5, I'll give it. And since it's a independent film, it's probably got like an eight or something. 7.3. 7. 3, right. Yeah. Okay, so let's see who these other people were. Uh, Rebecca Hall plays the other kind of the other main character. Catherine Keener's character is sort of the main, I guess, matriarch of the film. But Rebecca Hall plays the granddaughter. Now, who is Kathy in the movie? I don't know. Because it says Elizabeth, Elizabeth Keener. Keener. That's weird. Hmm. Was that her daughter? No. Oh, uh, I don't know who she is. I don't either. Hmm. Was she? Did she work in the doctor's office with the? Oh, maybe that was her. Because remember, like, she had a choppy haircut like that woman did. Yeah. Is it Elise Ivy? Is that? I don't recognize any of these people. Is this the same movie? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. What? Who's the girl? The little girl? Sarah Steele? Yes, Sarah Steele. She's the one. I think she's great. She's cute. Yes, she is. How old is she? 22? Yeah, 21? I know. She looks a lot younger than that, doesn't Jeez. she? Good yeah, for she's her. playing a 15-year-old in the movie. And she looks 15. Yeah. Hmm. Huh, that's interesting. Has she got anything else going on? Margaret. Yeah. The monkey, monkey wrench. Monkey voiceover. Must be a cartoon. Very interesting. Hmm. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yep. Um... So yeah, I I probably wouldn't recommend that one. Nah, like, you can wait till DVD or um, yeah. TNT or something like that. Yeah, IFC, whatever. Yeah. Okay, after that. All right. It's awesome. Visit our concession and see for yourself the delicious treats, drinks, and snacks awaiting you. If you are thirsty, try ice cold soft drinks or a cup of hot, flavorful coffee. Get something to go with it, like a sizzling and satisfying hot dog or a tasty, tender sandwich. Try one of these delicious treats, and you'll be back at the concession for more before the show is over. So, uh, Emily. Yeah, what's up? (laughs) On the last uh, podcast, we had a little discussion about Armando Galarraga. Yes, or as Tony Kornheiser called him, Arnando. Arnando? Yeah, and then argued that it was Arnando. And his near-perfect game, and how the umpire, Jim Joyce, fouled it up. Yep, and admitted that he fouled it up, and apologized, and everybody hugged, and made sweet love afterwards. Right. Well, recently, ESPN the magazine mm-hmm. did a confidential poll of 100 active baseball players. Okay. 50 from each league. Okay. And asked them who their favorite umpire was. Basically, uh-huh. the best umpire. Yes. Not their favorite, but the best, best. umpire. <laughs> right. And they right. voted Jim Joyce, number one. Right. So. 
So it's what probably a little validating for him that even though he made a pretty huge error, pretty uh, impactful error, that they still respect him for his work. And they they do say, I don't know who, I don't know where the quote came from, that um, that the sad thing about the Galarraga game is that Jim Joyce is actually a really good umpire. He always calls fair plays, and, and so the players respect him and, and like playing when he's on the field because they know that they'll get a fair shot at right. whatever they're doing. So, I mean, he just made a mistake on a really important play. I wish it'd be reversed, and I don't know that it, it won't, but... I don't think that makes him if 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 I was if somebody came and ranked me after I'd made a mistake at work and based it only on that mistake that I'd made then I probably wouldn't have very favorable polling either. You know what I mean? Yeah. But hopefully the rest of what you do negates errors yeah. like that regardless of right. Because that's a big error that it's he a made. Huge error. Yeah. He, to still get voted number one best okay. umpires. Yep. Yeah. I think it speaks to the way he handled it. The fact that he didn't keep quiet, but he didn't rail against the media scrutiny he was getting. Right. Whatever. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, Something else that stood out about this was that 77% of all the players said that there should be no replay on uh, in baseball. No instant replay, period. It's a game of close plays, and once they get going, where will it end? We'll be staring at screens the, the whole time. time. So. And I, after we had our conversation last week and we said, well, maybe this will lead to more replay in baseball, I heard a commentary by someone who talked a little bit about it, and I kind of am on the side of I don't think there needs to be more replay. It would have been nice, especially for my Tigers, to have that kind of kind of replay but i worry i worry that it'll be like football and i hate watching football because it's just constantly timeouts and replays and let's what let's stand there and watch the camera film the referee with the thing over his head looking at the camera watching the replay that's not what sports are about well yeah i mean you wonder how much of the human element do you take out of it right once you start having replays then you say well maybe we have something other than an umpire behind the plate right that right. can accurately call balls and strikes. Exactly. So where does it end? Right, right. And then why don't we just have robots play the game? You know what I mean? Like, right. to me, you're just... Yeah. You know, it's not fun anymore. Plus, baseball games are long, you know? That, well, that's what we were talking already. about last week. You have a three- to four-hour game, and then you put replays in there. It could take quite a while. Yes. So. Agreed. 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 Um... The only other thing I was going to say was that maybe they do like one of those things where each coach gets like one chance to ask for a replay or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Like what they do in football. Right. But the, they get more than one, don't they? I think they get one per half. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But football, it seems like they use replay more often. Well, they, they the, the coach can call for a review, mm-hmm. but then they could do reviews of their own. Okay. Without so they the do coach interfering, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think they should do that. All right. That's annoying. <laughs> so, in other baseball news, um, apparently, our friend Lady Gaga um, has gotten herself into a bit of a pickle, no pun intended, <laughs> um, for exuding some rather 
salacious behavior at a recent New York Yankees game. Yes. And William's going to show us the picture of her in her underpants with a Yankees jersey on. I'll have to post this to the uh, Facebook yeah. page. Yes. Um, yes, it said that she was drunk, first of all, um, slurring her words and groping her breasts while trying to meet players, which I thought was like a prerequisite for <laughs> trying to meet players. So mm-hmm. I don't really see why that's a problem. Um, but she says that she, that she was dressed in underwear, fishnets, and a loose jersey and swilling beer. After the game, um, she went to the team clubhouse, was drinking whiskey, um, meeting players like Alex Rodriguez, and repeatedly groping her chest over the jersey. She didn't have permission to be there. She apparently sweet-talked security to get back into the clubhouse, um, and now she can't ever come back. <laughs> And this is just a few weeks after she flipped off um, photographers at a Mets game at Shea Stadium. So she doesn't have much of a track record for good behavior at baseball games. No. I kind of wonder why... She goes? <laughs> well, yeah, why, why, did, why do you go? Right. And when you go, why do you dress in such a scantily clad did she strip while she was at the game this picture kind of makes me wonder yeah it looks like she's pulling down the shoulder of her jersey which did she really need to at that point she's wearing underwear right and like only underwear i'm sure if you were to ask the right person you could get into the clubhouse with no problem right right so it's very weird why do you have to sweet talk people your lady gaga yeah exactly it seems like she'd have a pass to do that yeah and i just like i don't really get it do you, I thought she, and in all the interviews I've seen of her, she's very like, I'm just out here doing my art for the fans. It's like, that's not really doing your art for the fans. No, that's what like, are you doing? Exactly. That's just making a spectacle of yourself and taking away from your art. Yeah. So I kind of feel like maybe there's some hypocrisy there. I, I agree. I don't, I don't know. This is very confusing to me. Maybe she's trying to start a bad romance. A bad romance? Yeah. Is that a song or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not really a Halfway through, I realized to the you, that Lady probably Gaga. would be good to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Lady Gaga, please don't visit Detroit because nobody wants to see you there. And thanks. Unless you're going to strip. I mean, I'll, I'll watch. Well, yeah. Everybody I'll will be annoyed, watch. But, but do you want her mucking up the fillies with that? With her skank juice, as you call it? <laughs> Nah, probably not. Yeah, that's what I thought. So there's this guy in Utah. Yeah. By the name of Ronnie Lee Gardner. Which sounds like a bad person's name. Yeah. Anyone who has, like, what's up with that? Like, killers? Harvey Lee Oswald. And John Wayne. John Wilkes Booth. What's the Gacy John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Why do they always have to use their middle name? Yeah. Except for Charles Manson. It's probably (laughs) like uh, Donald, so it wouldn't. (laughs) It's not as threatening. Right. But, uh. Sorry. No, anyway, this guy, he's a double murderer. Right. And he was sentenced to death uh, back in 1970. No, when was he sentenced to death? He said 25 years ago. 25 years ago. So. On death 80, row. 80. 
85? No, it would be 75, right? No, 25 years. Yeah, 85. Yeah, he was convicted in 1985 of murdering a lawyer in a botched escape attempt during a court appearance for an earlier murder. So, um, anyway, he had... Wait, was the murder of a child? Is that what it said? Oh, sorry. It said that jurors didn't hear adequate testimony about the years of abuse he'd suffered as a child. Oh, right. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Nope. So anyway, um, he chose, I guess you could choose either lethal injection or murder by, or death by firing squad. Right. And he chose fi- the firing squad. Yes. And Which is noteworthy because apparently Utah is the only state that has that as an option for death penalty. Right. But they've only, they've grandfathered people in under that because... They got rid of that option in like sometime in 2000, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just found a couple of things interesting about yes. this. One, that he died by firing squad because that sounds so like... Medieval kind right. of. Yeah. Another thing was... Um, what was the other thing? I don't know. Um, that he looks like you? <laughs> <laughs> if you're a white guy with a scary mustache? Yeah. Oh, the other thing was that uh, they have five guys firing, but only have four of the guns loaded. Right. So, so none of the guys know if they really shot them. Oh, is that why? Yeah. Okay. Like, as if it's some kind of, like, sliding scale of guilt? I don't That's no. kind of weird to me. Yeah. So, um, but I just... Uh, <laughs> I just think it's interesting because if I had my choice, I think I would have chosen lethal injection. Would if, you? Between the two, yeah. I think I would have chosen the firing squad. Really? Because from what I've read of lethal injection, like, they don't die instantly. Like, you... I thought you'd, like, kind of get lulled into a sleep and then... I've read that it's very painful, that you lose your bowels, that it's like you're cooked, basically. But firing squad, if they hit you just right, you might die on the first shot. Yeah, you know? and they put a target on your chest. Right, right. I yeah, I guess I'd rather have the target on my head. Right. That way, I know I'm. You know, you're I'm gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, no pain. Actually, if you had a, your choice to die, mm-hmm. any way you you wanted to, I would do the old. Uh, Get in your car in the garage and turn on the. That's a good turn idea. Turn it on because supposedly that you don't feel anything; you just go to sleep. Yeah, I would just load up on sleeping pills. Would you? Yeah, although I'd probably get sick to my stomach. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I don't want to like know that I'm like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I don't know that much rationality goes into. Although I hear that when people commit suicide, like they their planning skills are really sharpened like once they've made a decision because i've read i've read books about it because i find it kind of interesting like the way the human mind works yeah. that they like um they become like even the most disorganized people like get their affairs in order and start giving away things they plan their death like down to the last they always say that people who don't really mean to kill themselves just do it on the fly yeah so there's a the interesting that movie Crimes and Misdemeanors, the Woody Allen movie, mm-hmm. where they, he's doing a documentary on this uh, like philosopher yes. professors, you know, very 
verbal and just, you know and but then the suicide note he leaves is i went out the window right <laughs> right right but there was a documentary that i saw a couple of years ago on the golden gate bridge oh where yeah where all these people are jumping off and some of the survivors were like as soon as i jumped i realized i didn't want to do it see so, that's why you need to choose something that's painless right jumping up could you imagine smacking into that water It'd be like they say it's like hitting a concrete wall. I keep saying they like. I do like that too. Ubiquitous they. It's like a group of guys in robes. <laughs> right. The group of jumping they. off a bridge feels like hitting a concrete wall. Thank you. They. When you commit suicide, you have great organizational skills. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? They. <laughs> oh well. What if it's like a dude named they? Yeah. What did they say? <laughs> I don't know. He's on vacation. <laughs> That's funny. I actually remember that day that you watched that movie because I came over to your house and you were just like down in the dump. And I was like, what is wrong? You were like, I just watched this movie and it was really depressing. Well, it's because I love San Francisco so yeah. much. And then every time we drive over that bridge, it's like the first thing I think about someone Stop thinking jumping about off of there. And they said that they, they, said that they were going to put these big nets up. Mm-hmm. But they caught the, the nets cost, however millions but it seems like it would be worth it yeah i would think so too yeah although i kind of feel like i mean except for the cases of the people that realized part way down that they didn't want to die i kind of feel like yeah but how do, how do you know not every person felt that well way? The, i'm saying i kind of feel like if you for those people that are going to do it they're going to do it yeah they'll just you know? go over to the bay bridge or right whatever. <laughs> right i'd much rather die on my way to oakland right <laughs> just go to oakland <laughs> right, exactly. and sh- shout out racial epithets and see how long <laughs> you last suicide anyway. <laughs> just or kidding piss off a cop at the bart we only saw about one-tenth of oakland so i can't really i feel slightly bad making fun of it well, even though i've heard no good things about oakland i haven't either so, but I've also heard no good things about Detroit, and I know that that's not true. So I feel bad judging Oakland. Uh, so that's all I'm saying. Okay. So, okay. um, do you want to just kind of mention what we have in the works for next weekend and? Oh, yes. So next weekend, one of our dear friends, Julie, will be hitting a milestone, her 30th year. Um, so we're Have you gotten her present yet? I haven't. We need to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> we need to talk about that. We should just go in on it. We should ask they. He'll we should know, ask He'll know they. a good gift to give. Hey, they. Um, and Julie is a very spunky individual, so it's sure to be a good time. Mm-hmm. And we are also going to see Tracy Morgan on Saturday, so, or Friday. On Friday yeah. So I'm hoping that we'll have f- funny stories to relay from that. Um, and then Sunday we're going to go see like kind of an improv underground poetry, poetry reading, jam. jazz, yeah, snap it. Um, that William's cousin is putting on. So I'm excited to see that because I have heard good things about her poetry, but haven't. I've only read a little bit of it. So I'm excited Should be to nice. see that. And then the following weekend is 4th of July, which we're both really pumped for. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, what, we're not. What do we have planned for? We don't have anything planned, so we probably need to think about if we're really okay with just being stuck here all weekend. Yeah. Nashville, for those of you who don't know, 
I always say for those of you who don't know, that's so annoying. For those of you who've never been to Nashville during the 4th of July weekend, they always have fireworks downtown. And I just, first of all, it's always hot. And you know how much I love being hot and sweaty. Hot, I don't mind. Hot and humid, I can't handle. I get very cranky. Yeah. Um, And I've been downtown twice, which is two more times than I would have preferred to go downtown for fireworks. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really hard to get out of there. You can't. And I don't know even know how parking will be now, now that they're building this huge convention center and have gotten rid of a lot of the parking that was downtown. Um, But it's just, I know, it's just not fun. No. Is that bad to say? Plus, I got spoiled growing up in Michigan because we always watch fireworks on the beach. And so that's. It's very, it's just a very Which is what we did last year. It is what we did last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I used to go downtown. Did you? And then I started going to areas around downtown so I wouldn't have to go downtown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now I have no interest in even doing Doing that. that. Although one year you and I went. Went to East East Nashville Nashville. with Julie and those guys. Some friends. That That wasn't too bad. And we just parked at their place so it wasn't a big deal. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind that, but. It was kind of hard to see the fireworks from where we were. You had to kind of, they were like in between two trees. Yeah. It would be nice if we knew someone that could get us like to a top floor of a a building and just have beverages. Yeah. Or a rooftop somewhere. Yes. Yes. The second year that I went, we, I went to like a rooftop party kind of thing and it was okay, but it was just, it was so packed and there were, you know, it was like everybody was up there because it was the place to be. But, um, but yeah. So we don't know about that yet. But we do have a little getaway planned to Michigan in August. Mm-hmm. So we'll be regaling you with fantastic stories from that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> from my parents' neighborhood in <laughs> Michigan. Um, but other than that... And we're thinking about returning to San Francisco in September. We are. Because we just can't stay, stay away. away. No. Um, so, yeah, look forward to that <laughs> coming yeah. up. And if you have any suggestions for movies that you'd like us to see or places you'd like for us to go, feel free to email us at vagabondexchange at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook under Vagabond Exchange. Um, and that's the places where you can look and find out about us and write to us. Yes. We know, and we know for a fact, actually, after last week, after so much complaining about no one's listening. Yes. We know at least that our friends Tom and Lisa. Yes, Tom and Matt and, and Lisa. Matt and Lisa yes. all listen. So I need to give a shout out to Matt and Tom because they, um, I know that they listened to it. They listened to it like right after and both enjoyed our Harry Brown yeah. segment and laughed apparently to each other for quite a while. <laughs> so thank you, Tom and Matt. I appreciate you guys. Yes. And 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 thank and, you, Lisa. Yes, thank you, Lisa. And we've in doing some research on the web, we we noticed that people listen. Yes. It's just that they don't acknowledge to us that they listen. Right. So we just have to accept it and move on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We listen and that's all that really matters. Yep. Just kidding. Okay. Well, we will uh, see you guys probably in two weeks, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm sure during the holiday weekend we'll, we'll find some do time. Something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Happy Father's Day, dads. Yep. Bye. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins. 
as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.